and welcome to For Heaven's Sake. We are your co-hosts, Lady J. And T. Yay, we did it again. (laughs) (laughs) Every time we do it, I'm going to get excited. (laughs) And T. And T, how are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm good, man. I'm feeling jazzy. (laughs) Jazz. What does that even mean? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what jazzy means. Like, well, whatever it is, I'm feeling it. <laughs> like, you know, spirit fingers? No. <laughs> Does that work? Jazz hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> is jazz hands the same as spirit fingers? Is it? I have no idea. I feel like jazz hands is more of like a wrist movement where the fingers stay still, you know, and like your wrist is moving. Yeah, I think you're right. Right. And uh, spirit did you see fingers me, like, is like your hand stays still, but your fingers are spiriting. Spiriting. <laughs> I wish there was a camera in this room right now. To record me doing jazz hands and spirit fingers. I just wish people would record us while we do our dance for the opening. Oh, I know, right? It's getting harder to, to get to like get down to it now with our shorter theme song. I know. It's just like a quick nudge with my with my shoulders. All right, done. And most of it is like me waiting for it to come to a natural point where I can then introduce the show. <laughs> You're like, and all right, hello. There, yeah, there's like an audible deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> good times yo good times oh man we have fun um okay so i have some news before we get into this episode tell me i have some news to report guess what i did over the weekend you saw beverly mitchell oh my god so close <laughs> <laughs> i watched the first episode of hollywood darlings that she and Christine Lakin and Jody Sweeten okay. are doing now. I think it's already in the second season or whatever. Oh. But the first episode of the first season is available like on poptv.com or whatever, mm-hmm. like for free. So I was like, I was literally bored. I had nothing to do for 25 minutes. So I was like, okay, let's see what all the hype is about. Okay. Uh, it's the worst. <laughs> like, let me preface it by saying it's terrible. But. What I did appreciate by the end of it was like, so it took me a while to sort of figure out, and I also think it takes the show a while to figure out like what what it is, like what show is this? Like, cause, because the girls are playing themselves, okay, but not really. And it took me a minute to figure that out. And then once I figured it out, I realized that what they're doing is like, it's okay. It's like watching an episode of I Imagine because I never watched it, like Real Housewives or whatever, mm-hmm. where these are like real people, right? But it's this like, it's like edited and like this like heightened like okay, like this is not really how they spend every single day of their lives, like you know what I mean, yeah, like yeah. that kind of thing. But and but it's obviously like scripted, so it's like sort of like a mock version of that or whatever Hmm. as mock as a thing that's already not mock could be or whatever you know but anyway but it's the worst like they suck Beverly Mitchell's like maybe the best person in it like like her character of course part of that could just be because like clearly I've been watching her for six seasons or whatever so like there's like like I'm naturally drawn to her or whatever but Andrew Keegan shows up (laughs) and this is the crazy part so we've talked about on this show like how ever since he like stopped acting or whatever he went and he like founded some like culty church thing or whatever right well excuse me oh my voice quavered andrew keegan on hollywood darlings is exactly that person 
like he's the, he, he's Andrew Keegan uh-huh. who has quit acting and has founded some like spiritual healing center or whatever the fuck. Okay. And Christine Lakin and Beverly Mitchell go there because like Beverly Mitchell's this like overworked mom and Christine's like Christine Lakin's like I'm going to help you get back in touch with yourself or whatever. Oh cool. And cool. And cool, she cool, goes cool. she goes I'm taking you to Andrew Keegan's thing and Beverly Mitchell's like the guy that Oh no! So, or Christina Nickens like like do you know him? And she's like, yeah, he was on Seventh Heaven. She's like, well, he was on Step by Step too, or whatever. And apparently they had like a thing, but I don't know if that's like real or scripted for the show or whatever. And then they show up to this place, and he's he's ridiculous. He's wearing this like linen dress shirt thing that's like long to his feet. And he's like in this big studio or whatever. And he has this like headband on his head and his hair is all like flattened, like down on his face and stuff. And he's like, welcome, welcome. And he's like being crazy. And I'm just like, if I'm Andrew Keegan, like, what is this? Like, am I making fun of myself? Am I admitting what I do is ridiculous? Like, what is this? It's fucking crazy. Okay. It's crazy. You made me kind of want to watch it, though. And then Beverly Mitchell, like, falls asleep in a sound bath. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not making this shit up, I promise. They do a sound bath. She ends up knocking out. And then Christine Lakin has to do this quote-unquote treatment by herself where he's making her, like, dance around and, like, eat sensually and, like, feel the orgasm of the food or whatever the fuck. Oh, hell no. <laughs> craziness and yeah and i wasted 25 minutes of my life on that so i wanted to share that with you and the world so clearly you only watched one and you said i'm done well that's all i could watch i wasn't about to waste time trying to find it to like stream or download like that's the last thing i was gonna do yeah but i was just like well it's here and it's free and it's like like easy enough to access so i was like fuck it i literally watched it on my phone (laughs) like it's like it wasn't even worth taking the laptop out for it (laughs) but like what the hell and i and they did a whole season of this and now they're doing another one i'm like so is every episode just them like quote unquote being themselves oh and then andrea barber berber kimmy from full house shows up and she's like obviously friends with jody sweeten or whatever and apparently andrea's teaching this like acting class to kids but she can't do this one class because she has she's busy or whatever so jody's like i'll do it and then she goes and she like gets too real with the kids and tells them like you're ugly you need to get plastic surgery or whatever <laughs> it's fucking crazy oh no yeah yeah okay i, I take it back i won't watch it i mean yeah no yeah there's no, no point I there's really no point it. unless because and weirdly enough like i'm a i'm a major like completionist with my media like i normally would be the type to like i've seen one now i gotta see them all kind yeah. of thing but that's how little i gave a shit about the show i okay. literally have no desire to even pursue seeing more of this show <laughs> like, wow yeah uh, that being said if it pops up on netflix i will watch it <laughs> so funny talking all this shit but if it shows up on netflix i'll give it a shot first of all let's talk about netflix for a second and i think i i mean i said this to you before but i don't know if i said it on the podcast before the reason why people started like the reason why binge watching became a thing to begin with is because netflix's interface like the user interface yeah makes it real easy to binge watch something oh like, yeah it's so user friendly like all you have to do is press play on the next thing that pops up on your screen mm-hmm. and you're watching the next thing like it's so seamless that like 
it lends itself to binging. Like, yeah. you can't help it. I know. It's terrible. I've watched so many shows I hate because it's been easy. Like, I'm not even making, I'm not even making that up or like joking about it. Like, I've watched shows that I'm like, oh yeah, I watched that because I could. (laughs) (laughs) Because I could. I cannot stress this enough. Netflix, you're doing it right. (laughs) Oh my Lord. Okay. Let's get into this turd of an episode. I'm kidding. I actually liked it a little bit. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> not to give my, not to show my cards too soon. It's okay. Um, so this is episode 605 titled Relationships. Mm-hmm. And the Amazon Prime spoilie is Simon's pursued by his friend's girl, semicolon, Robbie and Lucy admit their feelings. Whoa. (laughs) Um, I still don't know how I feel about it. Oh, man. I have so many thoughts. (laughs) I didn't want them to go down that route. I know. and I just wanted it to get awkward. Here's the best part about no longer reading the spoilies before watching the episode. I'm saying this for me. I know you never did. Yeah. Is for a minute there, I literally didn't think it was going to happen. I, I was like, I was like, no, no, like, no, they're just going to like, it's just going to be weird like it was in the last episode and it'll yeah. never happen again and that'll be the last of it. And then they it fucking happen. I was yeah, like, I oh, my God. <laughs> you followed through. Oh, my God. Um, But I feel like I want to save that at least for later, if not the last thing. Oh, OK. <laughs> what should we talk about first? Uh, uh, uh. Should we talk about everyone's favorite couple i say jokingly um <laughs> <laughs> like marion uh, wilson or yeah obviously marion wilson i'm like or annie and eric no because there's a lot to say about annie, annie and eric, eric their yeah. fucking saga is like a fucking saga in this yeah, episode yeah. um i feel like we can just knock marion wilson out okay <laughs> let's knock them out yeah literally. let's so yeah, punch yes, them in the please. face please and end it <laughs> i can't it's the worst i don't care it's not even the worst it might be but that's not even why why i don't like it i just don't care yeah i just I don't, don't give a shit same i'm so not invested at all in their story like anytime they're on the screen at one point as i was watching this episode i realized like i didn't even pay attention to the words being said because it was just like washing over me and i didn't care i was like yeah, all right i got it whatever <laughs> um so what happens in this episode what happens is you see what had happened was <laughs> oh my god what keep me on the rails T. i know i know. well no it's kind of entertaining <laughs> on this end um our listeners are like click and done yeah um <laughs> no stay listen <laughs> please <laughs> <laughs> um what, what what happens what happens so they are training together yeah they're training there we go they're running they're running and running and running because okay in the last episode it was like the whole are you gonna be supportive or not bullshit Mary proposed yeah turns out spoiler alert she didn't give him an answer Mm -hmm. so they're like running and running and running and she's like i if i pass it's because of you and he's like you're gonna do great of course you're gonna pass and he's like that's why i want to marry you (laughs) and she's like and she's like i just need more time okay (laughs) and he's like okay let's race back and they do (laughs) so romantic oh my god it's like the best so that happens and then we meet Ben, who 
let me tell you, I had all of the feels because I noticed Jeff Stultz's name in the opening, you know, like after oh. the after the theme as as the minute and a half of nothing yeah, happens yeah. on the screen and the credits roll. Like um, I saw Jeff Stoltz's name and I was like, oh, my God, this is the beginning. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I, I realized who he was. Granted, yes, I've never watched the show, but I know who he is. I was like, oh, my God, this is where it all starts. <laughs> like it only gets better from here. <laughs> but that guy was he's he's weird. Like, no, he's the worst. Dude, he's literally the worst. <laughs> Calling her a princess. Not everyone is into you. Oh, I didn't oh just like track God. down your address. Stalker? Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I want to play. Okay. Well, I think you, a little, you, you got a little ahead of me now, but let's just play it. So, like, there's a lot. Long story short, like, she, he's like, he's like, oh, we're going to go to this place that all the firefighters hang out. And she's like, well, my boyfriend is taking me to dinner or whatever. And he's like, okay, you have a boyfriend. We get it. And then he shows up at the house. The guys asked me to come get you. But I told you that I have a date with my boyfriend, Wilson. Relax. I know you have a boyfriend. We all know you have a boyfriend. We just want to treat you as one of the guys. And you could be a little nicer considering I went to the trouble to track down your address and drive over here. Why are you and the other guys so anxious to treat me like one of the guys? Truthfully, we've gotten a bad and undeserved rep for running off female candidates like you. Thanks. But one, I'm not sure I want to be one of the guys. And two, why couldn't you just have tracked down my phone number? I could have, but I thought begging would be a little more effective in person. <laughs> we both reached for the microphones together. That was funny. <laughs> you say what you were going to say. I don't know. There's I a have l- some theses to lay out. <laughs> like, there's a lot of weird things. Like, okay, in the beginning, um, whenever he invites her out, mm-hmm. um, basically at whatever during training and she says oh well my boyfriend and i were gonna go out to dinner and then he i don't know what he suggested and then she said my boyfriend and he goes okay we get it you have her boyfriend we and i'm like she only said it once dude like calm the fuck down and then you know tracking you down whatever that might work on a girl that is interested Mm -hmm. but when you're not interested you look fucking crazy oh no he's creepy yeah he comes off so creepy the move he pulls at the end is ultimate creepo yeah yeah we'll we'll get there in a second because here's what i have to say about all of this this moment when he comes to her house is the first in a long line and maybe not even the first but it's one of the myriad examples in this episode alone of shitty like tropes for or against women Mm -hmm. like he calls her a princess. Yeah. He even says at one point in the clip that we just heard, we have a long and undeserved reputation. Um, yeah. Ha- oh, my God. Like, yeah. what does that even mean? <laughs> like, what does that even mean? That's like that's like someone saying, well, all these women are like coming out and saying I raped them and they waited 40 years. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like what the fuck no i have to admit that part yeah all of it everything freaked me out where i don't know how this was okay and how we found this attractive no and then i also realized like watching jeff stultz like it's such a 90s 2000s thing yeah that that was like you know like hot guys on tv or like teen throbs on tv that like do that thing with their voices yeah and they're trying to be sexy yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, all right i get it like, but you just sound like, lazy I've, 
I felt like begging in person would have better been better. Like, and and we're supposed to swoon because like, ooh, male voices. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they. I've heard a few. They're better than that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they are. Everything is. Um, <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, it's it's egregious is what it is. And she and then Wilson pick what Wilson calls and he's like hard at work and he's like, My boss needs me to stay late. And she's like, But we had dinner plans and he's like, Yeah, but my job's important to me. And she's like, uh and he's like, Well, you are too. So important. Rain check. And she's like, Yeah, okay. Which leads me to my next question. What the fuck does Wilson do? I have no idea. (laughs) I have no idea. I just see him in a suit and I see a bunch of filing cabinets, but I have no idea what he like, does. He could be anything. Yeah. He could be a fucking temp for all we know. Like yeah, he's yeah. just in an office with files all the time. I have no like, idea what, what he is does. That? I have, yeah. Nothing. They just want to, you know, he's like busy. He's busy. He's got he priorities. Yeah. He's got a job. He's got a job. He's got a kid. He proposed to his girlfriend. Damn. What a catch. And whenever you hear, um, what's his character's name? Ben, right? That's his mm-hmm talking about fire and his reasons of becoming a firefighter. Ugh, kill me. They're still better than Mary's reasons, but still. Oh, yeah, they are better than Mary's reasons. That's not What does That's he say? His much. dad died and he was a firefighter. And Mary's like, oh, you want to follow in his footsteps? He's like, no, I just hate fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's Like, what the fuck are we doing? It's insane. And that slap? Oh, well, we're not there yet. Damn it. Yes, we are. Yeah, we are. We are. (laughs) So they're studying and it's late and he has to leave. So she turns to get his jacket. And while she turns, he like puts his arm on the couch, you know, so that he's in prime position when she turns back to just like lay one on her. Yep. And they kiss. She slaps him. But it was like it was the funniest, weakest loud slap. Yeah. And he's all ow, that hurt. And then, and then they kiss again. They like they like make out. Yep. And then, oh my god, this is the best. <laughs> this is literally maybe my favorite closing line to any episode ever. I was gonna s- surprise you with a late night pizza, but I guess I'm the one who got surprised, huh? We we already ate. <laughs> when, when that happened, I'm I need I need five minutes to laugh. Oh my god, it's hilarious. I guess I'm the one that got surprised, huh? <laughs> we already ate. Shut the fuck up, you douche! That's literally the last thing that gets said in this episode is we already ate. It's bonkers crazy. Oh my lord. She knows how to pick them. Yeah, she really does. Oh my god, it's... I don't care. I, I'm done talking about it. That's what happens next. Remember when <laughs> like, Mary left, though? What? Remember when Mary left? Oh, I but know. Didn't Remember really when we thought when we thought she was really gone? Ugh, that was such a dream. <laughs> now it's gone. that was almost exactly like a season ago. Yeah, because I think it was in seven of last season that she was like Sayonara, bye bitch, bye bitch. All um, right. So that's it, right? Anything else to say about this bullshit storyline? No, we're okay. good. Who do we go to next? Let's talk about, um, I mean, let's talk about <laughs> the elephant in the room, which is Kaylee fucking Quackos in this episode. 
dude ha- has she grown up like seriously she looks oh she really has she has no chin in this episode oh. did you notice because they do a lot of profile shots of yeah her, and like like her neck her chin bleeds into her neck which i don't i don't want to body shame anyone like you know whatever but she's clearly had work done because that's not the case anymore <laughs> like god i actually have a funny like anecdote about her so back like i don't know fucking like how long is, has big bang been on now like 12 million years yeah at this point so back when it was only like a couple seasons old or whatever my coworker and i were talking about it because it was still like new and like pretty good i did enjoy early big bang it was yeah fun. same and it was pretty good and so anyway it was like water cooler talk you know everybody was talking about it. it was like this big hit show so we're talking about it and my coworker goes oh my god i fucking hate kaylee cuoco and i'm like yeah she's whatever i don't really know or care at, th- at that point she had already done eight simple rules and yeah, stuff so yeah. she was like a known quantity or mm-hmm. whatever in hollywood quantity entity that's what yeah. i mean um so i was like yeah she's whatever and she's like no no i know her and she's the worst <laughs> whoa and i'm like this i gotta know and it's really it's really not my story to tell but i'll be my my coworker's surrogate for all of you now um she goes yeah so i had a friend in high school who was like you know well off or whatever and had a membership at this country club and so a couple of times my coworker would like go to this country club with that friend of hers and like i don't know what they would do there but like pool and shit i don't fucking know who cares but they would be there and kaylee quacko would show up for like her tennis lessons and shit and be this like total prima donna diva bitch about it like flipping her hair like oh my god i'm famous like you know like basically saying everything but that yeah and just like being a nightmare bitch about it and then so now i have that like that like coloring of her in my mind right and then years or like shortly thereafter i should say i I don't know if she was doing an interview on one of those talk shows or if if i read it in an article or something but she's telling the story of how she got pulled over once on the highway and she was wearing a bikini because she was gonna go straight from her house to the pool at her friend's house she was going to or whatever so she's driving down the freeway in a bikini she gets pulled over and the cop has her like come out of the car and so she's like stuck on the highway in this bikini like oh no and i was like this bitch (laughs) (laughs) bitch. (laughs) so now i can only think of that when i when i think of kaylee quacko is like what a entitled brat (laughs) Hmm. well whatever and well and this character is like basically that again so yeah yeah she does play an example of like the bad tropes of women because she's playing the kind of woman that like no woman is you know like yeah. it's, like like they're basically the show is basically saying look at this harlot you don't want to be like you know what i mean and it's like we don't need to see role models of that <laughs> like, yeah it's bullshit she's dating um well, the I guy, guess one of Simon's friends now. But it's, yeah, the guy who was the bullier, right? Yeah. Two or three episodes ago. Yeah. What was his name? I don't know. Morris? Morris. What? I think it's Morris. Yeah, it is Morris. Okay, there we go. So she's dating Morris. She just transferred to their school because her parents moved or whatever. And she, and Simon sees her in the hallway. She winks at him and he's mm-hmm. all like smitten or whatever. But then Morris is like, that's my girlfriend. But then fucking Lynn like oh yeah that's her name lynn lynn 
So they're, they're alone in the hallway for a minute and she like comes up from behind him and like smiles at him. <laughs> Don't smile at me. You're my friend's girlfriend. You're off limits. You're taken, okay? So steal me. So steal you? What, what kind of girlfriend are you? The kind of girlfriend who is tired of her current boyfriend and looking to find a new boyfriend. Look, Morris and I were going to break up, then I got transferred here, so we decided to stay together. I don't want any part of this. Part of what? Mm. Nothing. Are you doing anything tonight? No. Lynn and I are going to the pool hall. Why don't you come with us? You know, I, I, I can't. But you just said you weren't doing anything. But I hope it's not because of me. Maybe I make Simon feel uncomfortable. No, you don't make me uncomfortable. Then you'll go? Fine. I'll talk to you later. I like him. He's a good guy. <laughs> How much a part of you, when she was like, I like him, thought threesome? <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't get over her ridiculous baby voice. Oh my God, it's the worst. I really, really couldn't so stand steal it. Me. I, I so wish me. it was like that. It's like, so steal me. <laughs> yeah. You know? I could probably tolerate that more and and I would laugh about it. But her, steal me. It's like, mm. it's the worst. I hate how she says uncomfortable. Who says it like that? Yeah. Maybe I make him uncomfortable. I hope it's not me. Ugh. Well, my boyfriend and I were supposed to break up, but I transferred her. It's really, I'm the kind of girl that's tired of her boyfriend. Like, wh- like what is that? That's That's the worst thing to portray. To impressionable young women. Is this like, going to continue the podcast like this? <laughs> and see how long I can keep that up. Okay. Uh, cut to I've stabbed you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I know. But it's like kind of cute. Ew. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So I can't even finish it's it. It's the worst. It's legit the worst. But so then they go to the pool hall and maybe like, I think for, well, it's, it's it's a contender for best moment in this episode. Mm. Like, so they're playing pool and Morris goes away to like get a drink or something. And she like, and he's standing, Simon's standing there with the pool cue in his hand and she comes up and she does a thing that's not a thing. It's not a she thing. She rubs the back of her hand against the, his, the back of his hand. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is that? And then Simon's like, I'm going to go smoke. You smoke? No, but if I did, would that get you to leave me alone? No. <laughs> I'm going to go smoke. smoke. <laughs> it's the best. <gasps> I love it so much. <laughs> it's so sad because when I get uncomfortable, I always use that line. <laughs> <laughs> really? I've done it a few times. I'm like, That's I'm going to go smoke. So and, I, and I just like walk. I've never thought to do that. It's, it's, it, I'm never really in that position to begin with. But like, it's a good one. No, but like it... But it's really not because it's a brain fart. Like you have nothing else <laughs> to say, true. and you're like, and, escape, I mean, escape. And what if? And what if the guy's a smoker and he's like, oh, I'll join you. Like then you're really fucked. <laughs> well, well, here's I run before they can even <laughs> re- respond. <laughs> oh my gosh! So that happens, and then he comes back in. And she fucking like corners him in the hallway. Oh my god, she won't let it go. So we have two. You're out here a long time. Were you hiding? Just leave me alone. I like you, and I know you like me. Look, when Morris takes me home tonight, I'm gonna tell him the truth. The truth about you and me? You and me and Morris. I don't wanna be with him anymore. That's a fact. I'm attracted to you. 
very attracted. But I'm not sure that matters more than the fact that he's my friend. I mean, Morris is a nice guy. I don't think he'd take it too well if he broke up with him, especially because of me. Please, it's not as serious as you think. Look, the only reason we got together again is because I transferred here. My parents bought a new house. Should you and I be penalized for that? No, but... I'm usually loyal and trustworthy and all that stuff, but I just saw you in that hallway. And I don't know, Simon. I felt something for you instantly. I felt the same way, but... Morris should hear this from me, not you. All right, let me tell him. Thank you, Simon. Kill me. Uh, even the way I sound is horrible. But anyways, she's uh, the worst. Here's my question to you. Huh? At that moment when he's like, I should be the one to tell him, do you think it's because he's got the grander plan of like, I'm going to tell your boyfriend what you've been up to? You know, it's funny. I don't remember that. I don't remember that part. Him saying that I'm going to go tell him. Right. Because I just remember her calling afterwards, obviously, to talk to Simon and Simon comes clean. So I just thought, oh, good job, Simon. So I I didn't catch that. I I think I was writing things down. Sure, sure. But probably. And and I want to think that that's true, right? Because it feels like a good, like, ha ha, fuck you, Lynn kind of moment. But Simon. But when he when he's talking to her and she's like, but but you kissed me back or whatever and he's like he's like yeah yeah i like kissing you but my friendship is more important that's what sealed it for me i was like oh no then then he was gonna tell morris what's up yeah then his conscience caught up with him and then he did the right thing or whatever yeah and i like how she doesn't how he doesn't let her off the hook kind of where he's like he's like i told morris the truth the whole truth and then she gets another call on her other line and he's like it's probably morris y'all have a lot to talk about bye But yeah, basically, Kaylee Quacko's a dumb bitch. (laughs) Well, no, see, that's the problem. Is like, I don't like seeing portrayals of women like this. It doesn't do anything. It it only proliferates the stereotype of like the shitty girlfriend who cheats on her boyfriend or whatever. It's like, no, like why do we need to portray this story at all like this? Like, it's so dumb. I hate this. I know. I know. Same. I don't think this kind of story would ever happen today. I don't know. At least not... Oh, you mean on television? Yeah. No, it's not in life. It's happening today right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, no, it wouldn't happen. (laughs) But then again, maybe it would. Like, But almost maybe like for the punchline of it. No, but I don't know. It's hard. It's hard because obviously there's there's television shows or movies and stuff where the girl is like the villain or whatever of the story where you know where like for example in um my best friend's wedding like julia roberts hates cameron diaz that's a bad example because it was also in the 90s and that's irrelevant but like that kind of a story right where it's like where it's like i hate you because you're with the guy i like or whatever you know like I don't know. It's but, and there was nothing wrong with both of the girls. Both of the girls were great. Yeah, that's true. No, that, that movie is pretty feminist. Never mind what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Because um, it ends up not even being about the guy and that whole thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's the worst thing. I hate it. Moving on. <laughs> but, you know, they probably do portray this shit in, I want to say, younger television. Like, younger shows. 
Actually, you're totally right because as I'm saying, as you're saying that, I'm thinking about switched at birth. Oh, and like that's all the drama is. Mm. It's like he was with me first, and now you're with him, and he cheated on you, and da da da. And that's yeah, you're right. Bullshit teen drama. God, mm-hmm. no, no, no. But I like switched at birth. It's good. <laughs> it is good. It. I mean, there is a significant amount of like it he was my bad. boyfriend or whatever. Yeah, but. At the but at its core, it's about these sisters and, and they're not even sisters, but it's about these girls and like, you know, all the shit. Anyway, I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> um, is that it for Simone? Uh, for Simone, uh, yeah, that's about it. That's about it. He just does the right thing and bye. Yeah. So I'm thinking Matt and Cheryl. Oh, Matt and Cheryl. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I totally forgot about Matt and Cheryl. And I really like Cheryl. Really? I'm starting to like her. I need to play this clip of when Cheryl talks to Eric. Uh, well, well, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's the introduction of the story, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to play it without comment, and then I'll comment. Matt doesn't have time for a relationship, and it's not fair for me to be in a relationship with someone who doesn't have time for me. But Matt and I can't go on the way we are. I feel like this relationship is distracting me from studying, and I can't afford to be distracted. Maybe I'm like Matt. I I don't want the two of you to break up. We all love you, and we think you and Matt are terrific together. Matt was a little lost last year, but ever since he started dating you, he... He's changed. He's become more focused, and he's just happy. I'm a little surprised that you don't see that you really have made his life better. And that's her responsibility because... It's not her responsibility. It's not. It's no one's responsibility. But again, like, everyone, inf- you influence each other, either for better or for worse. But but he doesn't even make it about that. Yeah, he does like, He's like, you're so good for Matt. Don't break up with him. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. But what I'm saying is like, I just like Cheryl as a person. And I understand her saying he doesn't have time for me. And yet he's also a distraction when it comes to my studies. I didn't buy it. I think that's her flip-flopping. I think she tries one tack. Eric's like, but, but. And she's like, okay, well, then it's about me. I'm distracted. She's trying to find reasons to not keep it going. That's it. She has feelings for him, but she's just trying to find the right reason to walk away. Is it fickle? Yeah. 100%. 100%. But she, but I think it's pretty real in that sense. Yeah, like girls, I didn't connect to it. I, I just know some... Because I know that there, I know a few girls that they really like the guy. They do. But something is like keeping them back from ending it. Like, or they know that something's not right. And they're, and they keep going. But you, but this is the opposite. You're, you're saying she's looking for a reason to end it. She, yeah, because, well, there's a part she she likes him. She's pro- she's in love with him. She wants to keep it going with like one final thing. Like what's going to pull me or what's going to keep me here? What's really going to keep me here? Well, and the thing that keeps her here is, is Eric saying, "But you're so good for him." You're so good for him. And she's like, and "Let's guys, get married." Well, more like he kind of like he kind of starts planting a fucking seed I in her know. head. I know. And she goes there. 
I know. And again, so I was dumb. I was very annoyed what with what the show did. What did she was going to ask permission to fuck him? Like, what level of seriousness did you think they were going to move into, Eric? Yeah. Like, what an idiot. Again, there's moments about Cheryl that I like, and there are times where I'm like, nah, but fucking hey, it's just Seventh Heaven and there's shitty writing. Oh, I don't know. I just didn't connect to Cheryl at all in this. And I didn't connect to Matt either because, oh, Matt, you don't fucking deserve a cookie because you get to be the person to be like, you don't deserve me. You deserve better. Like, get the fuck out of here. Be better then. Yeah. Asswipe. I know. But some, but I will say the only thing I liked about it, the only thing was I think that was the nicest breakup I've ever seen on television and their friends. I guess that's true. That's the only thing that comes out of it. Yeah. Only thing. Yeah, they do. It is very amicable. They kiss goodbye. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's all right. Like, they tried. Didn't work. It's, yeah, and I guess that means that it's not the last we're going to see of Cheryl. Yeah. You know, because normally when they break, when a couple breaks up, it's like, well, there goes that guest star, you know? Like, it feels like this isn't the last we're going to see of Cheryl, which that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, it's maybe the healthiest breakup he's had. Yeah, maybe definitely. But yet the second one, his parents have been involved in. Oh, my God. Enough (laughs) of this, man. Oh, Lord. Why are they not going to get involved when the kids stop being kids? Yeah, Yeah, seriously. Mm. I know. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about Eric and Annie's saga. Okay, okay. And I and it is a saga because I literally I have the clips cut as like like it's like the fight about this, the fight about this, the fight about this. Like it's literally like it's like a running commentary of fights that they have. And it starts in the morning Mm -hmm. when Eric is cooking and Annie's like going out, you know, running out the door because she's teaching today or whatever. Hey, I, I made eggs. I know. I could smell them all the way upstairs. Well, if I have to prepare breakfast, shouldn't I get to choose what I want to prepare? Yes, but no one wants to eat your eggs. That's not true. Oh, it's true. Do you know how long you're going to be at school? No. I have to go to the church sometime today. Yes. So when are you coming home? I don't know. I'll be home when I get home. <sighs> you can't do better than that, honey? No, I can't, sweetie. Maybe I should take hormones. Rude. He's annoying such a dick move yeah and to the babies because he knows they won't hear or care or whatever like get the fuck out of here with that passive aggression but also because i always have to see both sides annie's not doing a great job here she's being kind of like she's not purposely mean yeah or whatever yeah she's like oh i guess i'll just be home whenever i'm home then you know like all you have to do is just sit down and go my class ends here it takes me an hour to get home. I might have to stay late. You know, just yeah. use your words, Annie. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you're adults. Um, but then it escalates because Annie has some drama at school where Christy, one of L- Ruthie's classmates. In the morals class. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was really shocked to learn means moral of a story class. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I was like, oh, that's what morals means. Okay. Um, so Christy comes up to Annie after class and goes, if two people fight all the time, should they get it? Should they break up or whatever? Yeah. And Annie's like, well, you know, maybe it means they shouldn't be together or whatever. And I even wrote it out. I was like, that girl is not talking about herself. <laughs> 
oh, you're a little too young, but yeah, maybe they shouldn't be together. <laughs> so then that girl then tells her mom that Mrs. Camden told her to get a divorce. <laughs> and then Mrs. McCool's like, uh, let's go talk in my office. <laughs> Did you go tell Chrissy that her parents should get a divorce? Because her parents were in my office and they didn't like that. No. Let's talk in my office. That's not how Mrs. McCool talks. No, but it's okay. No. It is how she talks in my head now, though. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, So then Annie comes home and she's like, you know, not great. (laughs) And then this happens. Oh, school. I don't want to talk about it. Why? If I told you, then I'd be talking about it, and I I don't want to talk about it. Maybe I can help. I don't want your help, okay? My teaching is just for me, and I don't need you to get involved in it. Damn. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you... Who who do you side with in this moment? Um, no, none of them. But... (laughs) Nobody. But I will... I... What I... Eric, thank you for, for, you know, trying to lend a hand, whatever, or like, you know, get, listen. I know exactly where you're going with this. And the next clip I have illustrates that point so much better, but yeah. go for it. But it's like when she says, I don't want to talk about it, shut the fuck mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Like there's sometimes, like there are times when a woman will tell you, I don't want to talk about it. Don't come over. Don't talk to me. This. And she actually fucking means it. There are times. And other times. All right, fine. Come on over. Yeah, yeah. You know. But but when a woman is like literally walking away from you and yeah. is like, I don't want to talk about it. The last thing you want to do is go, but, but. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so then, then Annie has to go and deal with this. So she has to go to that girl's parents, to that house. Yeah. To talk to them because otherwise she'll be fired. Yeah. And as she's leaving. Okay, but um, Christy obviously needed to tell someone. It's obviously bothering her. Thank you, Dr. Freud. If you'll excuse me now, I'm going to go talk to Christy and her parents. Why are you so upset with me? I didn't do anything. You're not supporting me in this. Well, see, I, I think I am. I'm trying to help. Which is code for you don't think I can handle this, but I can handle this because I am a teacher and a mother and a, and a wife. But you've only been a teacher for a week. See? Right there. No support. I I hesitate to bring this up because we've been fighting about everything lately. But maybe, maybe Christy's mommy is nutty too. Dick move. Again, to the air. He's saying it under his breath. He's saying it passive aggressively. Like, if you're going to say shit like that, say it to your wife's face. I know. And then see what happens. I know. I know. Fuck. I hate that shit in men. When you see that passive aggressive, it's like, but this scene, I think, illustrates the crux of all of this. All of this drama that's been happening between these two for the last five episodes is exactly illustrated in this moment because it comes down to this. And I and obviously I'm going to be stereotyping and generalizing here, but it's generally true about the way men's minds work and how women's minds, minds yeah. work, right? Or how mm-hmm. we're made up or whatever. Like men think that solving a problem is helping. It's, I know. Oh my God, just shut the fuck up and listen. That's all we want. Just That's listen. That's all we want, goddammit. You're just, not, just because you can answer the goddamn question doesn't mean you've helped me. I, <laughs> doesn't mean you're supporting me. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes we just need to vent. Shut the fuck up. 
That's it. And it's and in this case, it's not even that she just wants to vent. She's just saying the fact that you think I you're better at this because you've been doing it longer, you're not supporting me. Yeah. To support me, tell me, go and do it. You yeah. got this. That's how you fucking support someone. Yeah. You don't go, let me help you. Yeah. I Ugh. <laughs> I know. I was I, I literally couldn't write my notes fast enough in that moment. I was like, pause, I need to write. <laughs> it's just funny because you said you got this. A friend a friend of mine was venting to me about work mm-hmm. and I said, Don't trip, you got this. That's all I said. You got this. Because it, that's when, all we want. When I hear that, it gives me wings to fly. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, that's all I could we want. Fly in that moment. Like I, I'll ask questions, just air it out, air it out. But you got this. Like you can see the solution. Just do it. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. We don't like when you give advice. It's like, sh- did I fucking ask you for advice? Did I co- like? Ugh. I just want to talk about it. And men just don't get it, man. Some do. I'm not saying all men. I'm just saying like, like sometimes most men, or at least in my experiences, I can narrow it down to just my life experiences with the men in my life. It's like first they make it about themselves so that they can relate to it so then they could solve the fucking problem yeah this is my dad every fucking time <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll be like dad i had the worst day and he'll be like i know it was just like the day that i had in 1999 when i couldn't solve a problem so so let me solve it now because i can relate to it like oh my god kill me <laughs> <laughs> yes fucking a okay so then now she's gone over to the parents' house. They they don't want to hear it. They're like, you're the worst and you're never going to work in this town again. And unless you're here to apologize, you can leave our door and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, can we just talk about this? Yeah. And they're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. And then she comes home and they, well, I'll just play it. You, know, you barely said two words since you came home and you hardly touched your dinner. Well, after talking to Christy's parents, I sort of lost my appetite. She told me that I was her last hope. Yeah, Ruthie told me that her parents fight all the time. You talked to Ruthie? I asked you to stay out of this. Well, Ruthie came to me. Okay, I came to Ruthie. I asked her. I'm sorry. Well, I don't know what Christy's parents are fighting about, but whatever it is, it can't be more important than their daughter... Don't they see how their fighting is affecting her? Yeah, there are a lot of parents who believe that as long as they're not yelling at their kids, their kids aren't affected by their yelling. They don't seem to understand that a parent's relationship with each other affects their children like for the rest of their lives. If we can learn how to have a good relationship from our parents, we can learn how to have a bad relationship, too. Thanks. But, of course, I know all that, which is one of the many reasons they asked me to teach. Hey, I'm just trying to be supportive. Okay, I can handle this. I didn't say you couldn't. Oh, I think you've been saying it all day. You know, you guys fight a lot. <laughs> Leave mm-hmm. it to Ruthie to just like insert herself and diffuse all the tension in a room. You know, you guys fight a lot. <laughs> but see, okay, here I'm like, all right, Annie. <laughs> like, really? Because they're just talking, and then she's like, but of course I knew that. You know, like yeah. she has to like take it there again when for the first time all episode they're like having an actual conversation with each other and you know at at this point eric has pulled a lot of dick moves passive aggressive shit saying Mm -hmm, things mm -hmm. when she walks out of the room whatever Mm -hmm. but annie you're really pissed off about something Mm -hmm. there's only so much your hormones are affecting you (laughs) okay 
So what they the talk f- about the hormones as if it's like this magic that's yeah. going to cure all of this drama. <laughs> exactly. So what the fuck have you been keeping in that yeah. you're this aggressive with him? Well, she's been keeping in everything because she doesn't want to talk to him. So she's not talking to anyone. So she's keeping it in. I mean, yeah. You know, she's 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 letting it fester in her own mind instead yeah. of getting it out. And that's her prerogative. She doesn't have to tell talk to him or whatever. But it's like, yeah, but Eric is no help. One. I know. And then and then he does stupid shit that where it's like, oh, my God, you're such an idiot. Like I don't need you to counsel me. They're not like whatever. So and that's really I mean, that's exactly it. That's what we've seen unfold over these last few episodes is like their dynamic, whatever it's always been, is not working anymore or yeah. or they've fallen out of that dynamic. They need to figure out a way to get back to it. Either get back to it or just find something else that works. Or, right, yeah. or exactly, or like, or like agree to not have that dynamic anymore and just be civil if nothing yeah. else. Like, you can't just have fights all the fucking time. Like, you're not going to get anywhere that way, you know? Guess, you know, aging and growing. Like, is she, like, does she just expect to just be like this towards him for the rest of her life? No, oh God. And yeah. then same for him. For him, it's like, is he just, excuse me, like, never going to, like get past his his issues with the fact that she needs hormones or whatever I like know. i don't even know how to put that in words but like you know like they need to figure this out so then then little christy bitch shows up at the house oh dude how does she get there i know where does she live it looks like she lives in an affluent neighborhood yeah but you know glen oaks really small when they needed to be <laughs> maybe she uh, never mind it's next door yeah. that's where she lives it's next door um <gasps> So, so what's her name shows up, Christy shows up and is like, I just couldn't be in that house anymore. Help me or whatever. And that's when Annie reaches out to Eric and is like, okay, now I need help. (laughs) Like now I don't know what to do. And so then they call or Annie talks to the mom in this long ass fucking useless scene where it's basically Annie saying to Christy's mom the things that she needs to say to herself to like hear out loud to understand her situation with Eric or whatever Mm -hmm. like fighting is okay but don't let it get too out of hand and blah 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 and like don't worry it happens to everybody everybody fights and don't be embarrassed and blah 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 all you know all that shit and then and then the mom's on the other line like crying like thank you so much we're gonna try not to fight anymore like all right um it's called therapy seriously I know. And then so then <laughs> it's so good. So then um Eric and Annie resolve basically their drama mm-hmm. kind of. Do we fight a lot? Uh maybe I don't know. You don't know if we fight a lot. I don't know what answer won't cause a fight. Maybe I need to find a better way to communicate with you. And maybe if I take hormones, everything will go back to normal. I didn't say that. But you wanted to. No, I didn't. I want you to do whatever you need to do. And I want us to stop fighting. But we've always had fights, and we're always going to fight. Well, then maybe we need to find ways to fight that are more productive and friendly. You're right. And I'm going to try to be nicer. And I'm going to try to be more considerate of your feelings. We'll see. (laughs) No, but I actually do feel like that moment 
is the culmination of five episodes worth of drama between these two. Mm-hmm. I feel like we can put this storyline arc to bed now. Yeah. Hopefully. I'm tired of seeing it. It's every episode. Like, yeah. they bicker and then they come together and they bicker. It's like, okay, can we just put that, be done now? And it's with not this a bullshit? little, and it's not like they're bickering just a little. Like, they're, it's, it's the whole, the whole episode, episode is them like being at each other's throats. Yeah. yeah. I hope this means that it's the end of that. Hopefully. You know, whatever. Um, but, and then, <laughs> and then Christy's going to get picked up, but not before she learns a very valuable lesson. Mm-hmm. I'm glad talking to Eric and me helped you feel better about everything. Yeah, talking to you guys was okay, but what really helped was talking to Ruthie. I told her that you and Dad fight a lot, so my parents aren't the only parents who don't get along that well. I mean, I thought your life at home was perfect, and Ruthie told me it wasn't even close to perfect. <laughs> like Ruthie, the fuck you've been saying, girl? <laughs> Seriously, and he gives her this face like, "Okay, <laughs> all right." Um, I think that's the story of Eric and Annie. Uh huh. Oh, best for last. Huh? Oh man, you know, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, geez, where to begin? Where to begin? <laughs> We got. We have to start with Robbie's call to Mary, right? <laughs> like, Dude, it's where everything begins, as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned. Rob. So, actually, this is what we know at this point: is Lucy and Robbie have been have been avoiding each other all week, ever since the almost kiss in the backyard or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Lucy talks to Cheryl about it when Cheryl shows up at the house. That like you know she hasn't talked to him and she doesn't know what to do and what does this mean and whatever, whatever. And Cheryl gives her boilerplate advice like talk to him i don't know you can't avoid him kind of thing whatever and lucy's like you're right i want to go find him find him right now <laughs> turns out he's in the house the whole time yeah like, <laughs> what the fuck she like leaves and he's upstairs <laughs> the show the show is just ridiculous <laughs> and then when they start breaking it down what's going on well when lucy's breaking it down about her and robbie to and, Cheryl. Yeah, and you hear her saying, well, I shouldn't really be talking to you either, but like, I, you're the only person to talk to. And it's just crazy because you think about the whole history, Robbie and Mary, Robbie and Cheryl, Lucy making out with Robbie's brothers, and then oh my God. <laughs> Matt dating Cheryl. Like, th- this family is just creepy. It's borderline incestuous. Like, <laughs> it, it, uh. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we'll go there. So, so then cut to Robbie's upstairs the whole time and he calls Mary hello Mary it's Robbie hi pause hello hello (laughs) I'm gonna play it again (laughs) hello hello Mary it's Robbie Hi. hi how are you it's been a while I need to talk to you actually I'm glad you called I need to talk to you too Okay, you first. Wilson asked me to marry him. Did you say yes? I can't really think of a good reason not to say yes. Can you? Your love life isn't my business anymore. But we've known each other for a long time and we've been through a lot. Which is why I really can't be an objective friend. This is one decision you're going to have to make on your own. You're right. I should go. Wait, why'd you call? Nothing, really. 
Well, it had to be something or you wouldn't have called in the middle of the day. I wanted to know how you would feel if I dated someone you know. Who is it? I'd rather not say. I don't care if you date someone I know. It's not like you want to date my sister or something. <laughs> yeah, date your sister. That would be something. I mean, I'd have to be insane. That would be idiotic, stupid, crazy. <laughs> and I'm not crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> no, only I have to go. Okay. You and I both like want attention at the same moment, which is since when is calling in the middle of the day a sign of urgency? Yeah, <laughs> like it had to be important. You wouldn't have called in the middle of the day. And I was like, uh, would you prefer it in the middle of the night? They're like, <laughs> what the fuck does that mean with anything? I know. And then, and then I also love the subtlety of the moment of her. Why does she even bring it up to Robbie that Wilson proposed? It's because she's looking for a reason. Like she's she's like I can't really think of a reason not to. Can you? Like like, like she's she's like itching for someone to tell her she's crazy to do this. Looking for yeah, looking. Uh, mm. I know. Yeah, I don't have words anymore. I don't have words I know. anymore. Let's move on. So <laughs> so Robbie calls Mary and then Rufy tells Lucy that oh right okay because after Robbie calls Mary and is like ha 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 I'm not gonna date your sister ha 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 that would be crazy immediately calls and sets up a date with some other chick or whatever so then when when Lucy finally comes back from all the places she's been looking for him yeah (laughs) and Ruthie's in the kitchen and Lucy's like where's Robbie you don't know where Robbie is do you I've been running all over town looking for him. I missed him at school, I missed him at work, I missed him at the promenade. What's going on with you two? Nothing's going on with Robbie and me. Now, do you know where he is or don't you? I heard he's out with some girl. A date? He's on a date? Yes, I believe that's what you kids are calling it these days. And do you know where Robbie was taking his date? An early movie then, Pete's. A $5 movie and a slice of pizza. It's amazing he can get a girl to go out with him. Especially a girl outside our family. Is there something wrong? No, everything's fine. Just fine. But there's nothing going on between you and Robbie. (laughs) I love Ruthie in that moment. And then Happy's button on it like, woof. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So then, shit gets crazy. (laughs) Lucy goes I, this is this is what I called the clip. I don't even know if this reference is real because I've never actually like seen or whatever. I wrote Lucy goes full single white female on Joanne. <gasps> I don't even know if that makes sense. <laughs> what does that mean? Isn't single white female like what you call? Or first of all, is that a movie reference? Is that a reference to a movie title? Because I've only ever heard it used in reference to like. Like the Sharon Stone type, you know, uh, in like that kind of a, you know, scenario. Fatal or attraction and shit. Yeah. No, not fatal attraction. Sorry. Uh, wait. Yeah. That? That's the one. Basic instinct. Oh, basic instinct. The one, the one with the, with the flashing. In yeah, the chair. yeah. 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 Um, fatal attraction is Diane Lane, right? Glenn Close. Glenn. Oh, what's yeah. the Diane Lane one I'm thinking of with, with, uh, Richard Gere Diane? where she's having an affair. Diane Lane. Is that oh yeah, yeah, Diane no, no, Lane? no, unfaithful, unfaithful. 
See, we're getting there. Um, I've seen some movies. <laughs> I've seen some movies. Um, so Lucy shows up at the pizza place, Pete's Pizza, yeah. where Robbie's on this date with Joanne. And she literally, she just comes up to the table and stands there and waits for them to acknowledge her. Yeah. And Robbie's like, can we help you? <laughs> And she's all, uh, I just wanted pizza, if that's okay with you. <laughs> like, oh my God, Lucy, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, here? seriously. She's crazy. She's like lost it. And then Joanne's like, well, you can join us, I guess. <laughs> like, you know, like no, any No, she's person. actually very kind. She's very nice. Like, oh, you can join us if you'd like. No, and I know, she- but, it, but it's also very much like, I yeah. think I this is what I this is what social norms require me to say now since you've come and interrupted our date and haven't left the table like yeah. you know what I mean. So then Lucy's like, "Great, thanks." sits down and then Robbie's gone for 5 minutes, I don't know why. <laughs> During which Lucy <laughs> tells Joanne, "Well, everything. Everything. Robbie dated your sister, Mary." Once he tried to take her to a motel. It didn't turn out the way he planned, though. Mary punched him and they broke up. Then the next year he came back and told Mary that the motel thing was a big mistake. He said he was sorry and that he loved her and that he had changed. So Mary believed him and took him back and then he asked her to marry him. Then his ex-girlfriend Cheryl showed up and told Mary that she and Robbie never actually broke up. So basically, Mr. I'm a changed man was really just a two-timing loser. Loser. So then Mary broke up with him again and moved to Buffalo. Now, since Mary left, you'd think my family would be rid of him. But one day, he shows up at our house asking my dad to marry him and his ex-girlfriend. Cheryl? Robbie and Cheryl were living together and she was pregnant. Well, it turns out that Cheryl lied about being pregnant, so they broke up. What happened to Mary? Well, up until a few weeks ago, Robbie was still trying to get back with her. He loves her. He's always going to love her. It's kind of an obsessive love. You know, you look a lot like Mary. Oh, but I'm sure that's not why he asked you out. But your mom and dad let him live at your house? Did I forget to tell you that he used to be homeless? I have to go. Really? Oh, well, you know, if you have to go, you have to go. Well, you have to go. You have to go. Fucking psycho. I don't like this color on Lucy. I don't like this color on Lucy, but also, once you have repeated the history, why the fuck do you like Robbie? I know. It's when you repeat, when you break well, it down because, like this. Because, she, because he's a changed man? No, because it's not actually true. She's highlighting all the worst beats of the story to make it seem like he's a fucking hot mess and joanne's just the victim of his messiness yeah but it just gets icky now like it, well you it's, know, it's been, been icky, icky from the start obviously but it's like dude let's like and and honestly mm. and i'll and i'll go so far as to say that at this point in time yes she obviously came here to break up a state because she doesn't like the idea of robbie dating someone but i wouldn't say at this moment in time it's because she wants to be with him i just think she gets i think she got a little possessive without really understanding what that means yeah especially because what ends up happening in the backyard i think takes her a little bit by surprise Mm. so that happens. So Joanne like hightails it the fuck out of there. <laughs> and, then, and then Robbie has to like chase Lucy back home or whatever. Yeah. And catches up to her in the backyard. 
Hey, wait a minute. You owe me an explanation. I thought you cared about me. I guess I was wrong. You know, I'm sorry for ruining your date. I went out with Joanne because I do care about you. Don't you get it? I know we can't be together. That's why after last week, I figured if I avoided you, I'd get you off my mind. That didn't work. So I called Mary, and I thought if she was okay with us being together, then everyone else would be too. You told Mary about us? No. After talking to her, I knew she wouldn't be okay with us dating. So I called Joanne and asked her out. I thought if I just started dating someone, anyone, it would make me forget about you. Did it work? No. No matter what I do, I can't get you off my mind. I'm not so sure I want you off my mind. Are you going to kiss me? Would you stop me if I did? I don't think so. And then they double dip, (laughs) y'all. Lucy does her classic Lucy thing, which is like he kisses her, they pull apart, and then she grabs him and pulls him in again. She's done that with every single boyfriend she's ever had. It's true. (laughs) This is true. I, it's it's icky, but I loved watching them kiss. <laughs> I know, like they're, the you like their chemistry. It, it it's I don't love it, but there's something there is something there. I, I think the show felt like they ha- like owed it to themselves to explore it. I'll I'll say that. Like I yeah. feel like I feel like if I'm Brenda Hampton, I'm thinking this is not going to be long term. But like. You know the fans have been shipping this couple for a while, so yeah. like let's let's throw them a bone. You know, like uh, <laughs> oh Robbie, oh, I want to get you off. What my would mind. their couple name be? Robbie, Robbie, Rusi, Rusi, Robbie, Rusi. I think I like Rusi more. Yeah, <laughs> it feels more like a name than Lobby. <laughs> Lobby Rusi. Can it just be both? Lobby Rusi. <laughs> What's Robbie's last name? <laughs> what? Palmer. Okay. Palmer. Robbie Palmer. Okay. So could we do something with Camden and Palmer? Palmden? Then. Cammer? <laughs> Camder? <laughs> no, can we can we just stick to Lobby Rusi? Because it just sounds I know, funny. But I'm I, I want to go Lobby Rusi Palmden. <laughs> Lobby Rusi Palmden. <laughs> Palmden hyphen Camder. Oh my God. <laughs> that's the most insane thing. Like, imagine if if when you got married, that's what you had to do is like combine your names. Okay, seriously, which one was first, Benifer or Brangelina at this point? Because I, um, like, I, I think Benifer. God. Actually, oh, don't quote me on that. Because I know Brangelina was like 2005 mm-hmm. or 2004. Yeah. But when did Daredevil come out? No, I meant like Jenny on the block, like J Lo and, and oh, Ben Affleck. Oh, the original Benifer yeah. before the one he married. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I don't still, know. I'm still Jenny. Oh, sorry, I'm still, I'm still Benifer from the block. Um, Benny. <laughs> That's how you would go. Ben- Benifer becomes Benny. <laughs> Benny. Benny. Benny and the chips. <laughs> Benny. Oh my lord. I feel like we did it, T. Yeah, dude. At this point, we're singing Elton John. Yeah, we did <laughs> yeah, it. I think we did it. Okay, let's rate the episode. Go for it. cool. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Oh, wait. Before I before I rate it, I want to play the clip that is like is 
a contender for best moment of the episode. So we've already heard Simon's, I'm going to go smoke. Yeah. (laughs) And then this. Hey, how was your uh, equestrian class? My horse bit the teacher. Oh, is she okay? The horse or the teacher. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's an obvious dumb joke, but Ruthie delivers it really good, like without skipping a beat. And like, it just like, it's really good. She's so cute. (laughs) The horse or the teacher. (laughs) And, And then what I hate too is like, they don't just let that moment sit. Like Eric could just as easily have given her a weird look and walked away, but he's like, both like yeah. what an idiot like can't you just let the joke lie <laughs> uh okay so with that mm-hmm. i'm giving this episode a seven i liked it i didn't hate it i didn't hate it well i didn't necessarily live it mm, six Oh, that's better than I thought you'd give it. Yeah, no, six. I, you know, we Is talked about it for the episodes time. dumb. Should we stop doing it? No, it's <laughs> Does fun. anyone care? Um, I don't know. I like talking shit. Uh, no. I- <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me, let me explain why I'm bringing this up. <laughs> because actually, you know what? It's an offline conversation. Our listeners don't give a shit. But we should put a Twitter poll. I will do a Twitter poll when this episode drops. Do we rate, rate it or, or no more rating? Okay. Okay. Aha. Aha. All right. Well, <gasps> where's the spoon? <laughs> what do you know about funny? Sorry. <laughs> I just snorted. <laughs> I'm proud. I'm so proud of that. <laughs> Okay, you can rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us at For Heaven's Sake Pod or on all the places or send us an email at forheavensakeshow at gmail.com. And until next time, bye. And you get it what over here and what over there, what over here. Bye.